0: Sealing God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org, the podcast also, the app Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. What is this new thing? What is this new wine? What is this song of the Lamb? They sing a new song. It's a total new thing that God is doing that will show forth his glory upon and in through the body of Christ. Jesus gave gifts unto men. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, full grown, maturity. Those are fathers, small case F, fathers that have begotten you through the gospel. These are the angels to the seven churches. These are the ones of the sons of all in Zechariah 4 that will lead the body of Christ in in ministry with the body of Christ literally coming unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It says it there in Ephesians 4, verse 12, that for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Now the question arises, what is the work of the ministry? Well, we know there's only one ministry, and that is a Jesus ministry. What is the work of the ministry? And what does that entail for us as the body of Christ. We have to be pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But what is that high calling? Well, you say, well, it's a king priesthood. Yes, it is. But exactly what is the work of the ministry? Well, we know it's a Jesus ministry. And we find in Daniel 9, verse 24 through 27, that there's 70 weeks determined upon thy city, the holy city of Jerusalem to rebuild and to restore even the streets in troublous times it goes on to says to seal up the vision and the prophecy what vision well the vision that was given to daniel to understand the book of the revelation we have to understand daniel and it was given to him the vision is given to him and the interpretation of the dream that this secret is not revealed unto Daniel for any of his righteousness or holiness, but that the king, Nebuchadnezzar, would know what God was going to do in the latter days. And be it known unto you, O king, these things will certainly come to pass. And Daniel gave the interpretation of the dream to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Well, he talked about this secret. He talked about This stone, hewn out of a mountain without hands, that would smite the image in the feet and all of it would fall And the kingdoms of this world would become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Well, what is the work? We're called for the work of the ministry. It didn't say the word of the ministry. There's a word of reconciliation. There's a word of righteousness that the newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. But this is work, the work of the ministry. Well, in Daniel 9, 24, it talks about the seal of the vision and the prophecy. The words of the book of this prophecy is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto John. John, that was a forerunner, John the Baptist, of Jesus' first coming, the suffering Messiah. But John, in the spirit of Elijah, will also be the forerunner of Jesus' second advent. Behold, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. We see it in the messenger. In Malachi 3, we see it in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 the second and third chapter of the Revelation. These angels to the seven churches, messengers. And there will be the ones that will bring in the body of Christ into the work of the ministry. As we focus on what is the work of the ministry, well, Jesus was cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself. Who shall declare his generation? The generation... That should be counted for the seed. That's the reason why in Matthew 1 we have the genealogy of Jesus Christ going from Abraham to David, 14 generations. From David to the carrying away into Babylon, another 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Jesus, 13 generations, of whom is called Christ. That is the 14th generation or the 42nd generation. When we look at that, time times a half, three and a half years, 42 months. 42, the 42nd generation, is counted for the seed that is counted for the generation. That's a Christ generation bringing forth Jesus to the world the gospel of the kingdom being preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. Focusing on the work of the ministry, we find in Daniel 9.27, and he will confirm the covenant with many for one week. And many take that to be a league made with Israel as the Antichrist, makes a covenant and then breaks it we disagree the covenant to the people is jesus not a league a covenant he will confirm the covenant with many for one week and that week is not a sheboah it is a heptad a week of years and in that midst Of that week, he will cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. Jesus did that when he took the ordinances of that law that were contrary to us and nailed it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition and of the twain, God and all mankind, making one new man that new man being Jesus who was made a quickening spirit not a spiritual man 1st Corinthians 15:45 the first man adam was made a living soul the second adam the last adam jesus christ was made a quickening spirit the lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty but as we look at that in 2nd Corinthians 3 we say yes the lord is that spirit Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Somebody said, well, that's good. That's Jesus. That's not us in the body of Christ. For God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Those face has literally four faces. And that's the reason why in Genesis 3, we find after the fall that God placed cherubim, capital C, at the east end of the garden of God, along with a flaming sword, turning ever which way to keep the way of the tree of life. That's a capital C. Cherubim, not denoting deity. Not angels. Deity. And therefore, there's four faces in the cherubim. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. Therefore, there are four gospels showing each in the attribute of Jesus Christ as the lion of the tribe of Judah and Matthew, the perfect man, in the gospel according to Mark, the suffering servant, the ox, in the gospel according to Luke, and, of course, the flying eagle, in the gospel according to John. Lion, man, ox, and eagle, the four faces. And each of their four had their four faces, and the appearance of a man coming out of the fire that was unfolding itself as the color of amber. That is Ezekiel 1.5. The hottest fire there is than the Holy Ghost fire coming out of the fire and the appearance of a man. There we have the cherubim, now not a capital C, but Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10 tells us that these are the living creatures that Ezekiel saw by the river Kibar. They are the same that we see in Revelation 4 and Revelation chapter 5 which are the four living creatures, the four zoe, the four beasts, lion, man, calf, and eagle. The calf will go in there to an ox later on, for it's a man-child that will grow into a perfect man. And that's the work. The work of the ministry is a Jesus ministry. But only those servants of God that are not a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word will obtain it. And it'll be through the fire, just like we see in Ezekiel 1. Saw visions of God, that fire enfolding itself, and out of the midst of that fire. Who's in the midst of that fire? Well, we see over there in Revelation 1. In the midst of the seven golden sticks, one like the Son of Man. The Son of Man is the kingdom office of the Spirit. Son of God is the redemption office of the Spirit. The Father is the administrative office of that same Spirit. The Word is the expression office of that same Spirit, revealing God's thought, plan, purpose, and will. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same Spirit. And Son of Man is the kingdom office of that same Spirit, one Spirit. The Son of Man, we see, is Jesus is the head of the body, which is the church, and we are the individual members in particular of the body of Christ as living epistles, a royal priesthood whereby are built up lively stones built up a spiritual house whereby we offer praises unto God. The work of the ministry will be through the body of Christ. Those are the ones that we see are called through the work of the ministry. Through the work of the, the gifts of the Holy Ghost of apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, perfection, full-grown maturity is required. And there are four different levels of sealing, four different levels of faith, four different levels of glory there for the body of Christ. The first level is a newborn babe that desires then sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby. But as we find in Hebrews 5, the newborn babe is unskillful in the word of righteousness. That when we, Paul said you ought to be teachers, you have need again to be taught the first principles of the oracles of God. Because these babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. In talking about the Melchizedek ministry, the king priesthood, he said, uh, these that are full-grown. These are the ones that through exercise have their senses exercised thereby to discern good from evil. And that are, those are the fathers that literally belongs to the highest level in father's full-grown maturity unto perfection. We have A misnomer uh, that literally uh, kind of derails the work of the ministry when ministers say you cannot be perfect as long as you're in the flesh. Well, you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If it be that you walk in the spirit, law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So true. Anybody in the flesh, carnally minded, cannot come unto perfection. But the ones that are walking in the spirit of life, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, will overcome unto perfection and be led and guided into all truth before the second coming of Jesus. And that is an essential truth, imperative that we believe it. Because the Holy Ghost is given to us to lead us and guide us into all truth and all things are given to us. 1 John 2, 20 through 22. And you know the truth and no lies of the truth. But it's revealed by the Holy Ghost that worketh in us both the will and do of his, God's good pleasure. Well, that work of the ministry is for the ones that are come unto perfection. You started out as a newborn babe. But you didn't stay there. You desired, then the words, you may grow thereby. And the next step there, you're born again of the water and the spirit. No way to be born again except being born of the water and the spirit, according to John 3, Jesus telling Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Nicodemus said, how is a man that is old enter again the second time to his mother's womb? Jesus said that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said to you, you must be born again. So, except you be born of the water and the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, the one that's going to preach, the apostle, the disciple that's going to preach on the day of Pentecost will be the one that is given the keys to the kingdom. We find that in Matthew 16. Well, what is that? Jesus? Ask the disciples, "Who the men say that I, and here we go back to the Son of Man. The Son of Man will be in the work of the ministry. It is the designator of the Spirit in the kingdom office of the Spirit of God. Jesus, the head, and we, the body, fitly framed and compacted together, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love through the supply of the Spirit. And uh, as we go from newborn babes, we don't stay there. Just as they said, some of them said to Jesus, well, uh, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. But who do you say I am? Now Jesus said, personally, my disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Simon Bar-Jonah, flesh and blood, is not revealed this unto thee but my Father which is in heaven. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll give to you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose upon earth shall be loosed in heaven. There he had the revelation of Christ. Christ is the spirit that would literally take on a body of flesh and blood, die, be buried, rise again, and then enter into his glory. That's the revelation of Christ. The work of the ministry is the work of Christ in and through the body of Christ. Just as Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Where'd you get the faith? God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And faith, would gone from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Increasing, that our faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you aboundeth, one toward another. How did we get there? You add it to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, charity will cover a multitude of sins. Charity is when that which is perfect has come. Then all these things, which are in part, will be done away with. Charity is the bond, our guarantee of perfectness, reaching perfection. Not of works, lest any man should boast. It's freely gift of God, saved by grace through faith. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Paul said, I have lost self for the loss of all things, and be counted but done, that I might win Christ, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. There we have the work of the ministry After that perfection, going from that newborn babe, how did they get to be a born-again babe in Christ? Well, Peter had the keys to the kingdom. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost was poured out. They were in the upper room. Suddenly came a sound of a rushing mighty wind. Cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. They then said, men and brethren, what must we do? Acts 2.37. Peter tells them what has to be done. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Not Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Father is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost, the name is Jesus Christ. Repent. Change your ways. Live for God and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins, born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. For the promise is unto you, to your children, to as many as that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Those are born again of the water and the spirit. They're newborn babes. They're desiring the sincere milk of the word that they might grow thereby. Well, what's the next step? Well, there's going to be four levels. We're going from newborn babes to little children, First John 2, 12 through 14. What are these little children? Well, they've grown higher in glory. It's a higher ceiling that you've said to your testimony that God is true had set to your seal that God is true, the witness that he spake of himself. There is the little children. He said, I'll write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, born in the water and the spirit. And I write to you little children because you have known the father. Jesus said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known my father. They said, well, where is your father? John eight, thirteen on through twenty seven. When the Pharisees asked Jesus, "Where is your Father?" Jesus said, "If you had known me, if you'd have known the Father, you would have known the Father. If you'd have known me, you'd have known the Father." Jesus goes on and says in John eight twenty four, "Except you believe that I am He, not just an express image of Him, that He is uh, some kind of relationship with the Father," he said. In John 8 24, except you believe that I, the man Christ Jesus, am he, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not that he spake of them of the Father. They still don't understand that today. But to go from the newborn babes unto little children, that next step from a baby to a little child is that they know the Father, that Jesus is the Father of glory. Well, are they full grown? No. Now, they're going to have to overcome. That's the next step. And Jesus, he said uh, there in Matthew 5, be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's a commandment, not a suggestion. Uh, He's coming back for a church without spot and without blemish. Perfect in all her ways. Paul said that we can present you blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Blameless. Well, it's coming back for a glorious church. We have to be and make ourselves ready, not through our works, but simply through obedience to the Holy Ghost. For whosoever we yield our members of service to obey, him with the service to whom we obey. Whether of sin unto death, being carnally minded, still brings forth death. Even though the person has the Holy Ghost not obeying it, it's still a carnal mind. Have to get the mind of Christ. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So, whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey him with the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. There's obedience required. Well, how do you do that? Well, it's God that worketh in you both the willing to do of his good pleasure. And there... We find that John says in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, I write unto you, young men. You've gone far from newborn babes to little children. Now I write unto you, young men, quite a bit of growth because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. How did they do that? Well, there's only one way, through the word of God in obedience. Romans 12, verse 1, Paul tells us that beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the world passes away and along with the lust thereof. But whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. There, Jesus said that, that overcoming the world is not, being tr- not conformed to this world, Romans 12, 1, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind through the Word of God. Not a hearer of the Word, but a doer of the Word. Not a forgetful hearer, forgetting what matter of man he is, walking away from that glass, that perfect law of liberty. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. There's only one way to do it, and it's through the word of God in obedience to that word through the leading of the Holy Ghost. There's no other way. These are young men. Well, they've gone from babies to young children to young men, and still there's another step in glory. That's the apocalyptic ceiling of Revelation 7, sealing the servants of God in their foreheads. These are fathers. Though you have many teachers and many instructors in Christ, yet we have not many fathers, just as Paul stated. And he said, I write unto you fathers. Here we go again in John's epistle, First John 2, 12 through 14. I write unto you fathers because you have known him that's from the beginning says that again, I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that's from the beginning. Him that's from the beginning? Who was in the beginning? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Knowing him as from the beginning is the Word of God. And those are fathers. They know this Revelation 1 verse 1. Is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass? Sentence signified it by his angel unto John. John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming in the spirit of Elijah. John, the body of Christ, will forerun Jesus' second coming, the second advent, in the spirit of Elijah. Just as John did in the first coming of Jesus, Amashiach ben Joseph, the suffering Messiah, to Amashiach ben David, the glorious kingdom of the world becoming kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. What is the work of the ministry? Well, we find that Jesus, in the midst of the week, caused the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And for the overspreading abominations, he made it desolate. Who did? Jesus did. That's Daniel nine twenty-seven. He is the covenant to the people. But many will have indignation against the holy covenant, against Jesus. Well, Jesus was cut off in that midst of the week. He was cut off, but not for himself. Where? In the middle of the week. Three and a half year ministry. Started it at age 30. Because the high priest takes his office at age 30. And then. Exactly three and a half years. Later. Born in tabernacles. And literally. died on the cross in Passover. That lamb. Perfect spotless blameless lamb of God. Literally. Slain. Shed his blood. Taking away. Taking away the sin of the world. Well. That literally, was a three-and-one-half-year ministry of Jesus in the midst of the week. He calls the sacrifice and oblation to cease. A week is a heptad, not a serboa. Seven years. What's the middle of that? Three-and-a-half. So Jesus fulfilled three-and-a-half years in the Jesus ministry, and it's fulfilled. Uh, You are complete in him. Have need of nothing else. But there's also... For the generation that shall be counted for the seed shall be the work of the ministry that we are all called for in a time, times a half, three and a half years, 42 months, three and one half year ministry of Jesus. Fulfilling the prophetic word in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we know this because on the Mount of transfiguration in Matthew 17. Jesus take it with him, Peter, James, and John, and went up to a mountain apart. And there, not all 12, but only the, only a remnant, only the inner three. And as they were up on that mountain, they saw Jesus along with Moses and Elijah. Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us build here three booths, three succos, three succous, three, sukos, three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he was not what he said. He didn't know why he said it. Why? After they, at the end, they saw Jesus only. But during that time, Jesus' face shone as it were the sun when he was transfigured. His garments literally glistened down to his feet. It is a glorious Jesus. But we also saw Moses and Elijah. Why Moses? Because in Malachi 4, it states, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah. There's Moses and Elijah. I'll send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children the children to the fathers. Well, there's two different classifications there. The children are the ones that have their sins forgiven for his name's sake and have known that Jesus is the father. But they still have a ways to go, to the fathers. The fathers is known him that's from the beginning, 1 John 2, 12 through 14. There, the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers, why? To perfect the body of Christ unto perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, because Jesus has only come back for a perfect church. The work of the ministry is the power given to the Lord's two servants. The two prophets, and that is the spirit of God in and through the body of Christ. There, as Jesus said in John eight thirteen, the fellows, the uh, Pharisees came to Jesus and said, "Jesus, you bear record yourself. Your record's not true. You're only one person." They did not realize there were two witnesses there. One, the body of Christ, the body that He is, being one witness and the spirit that he is being the other witness. They didn't, they didn't understand that. And in the revelation of Jesus, we will understand it. Because Jesus said there, though I bear a record of myself, my record is true, because I'm not alone. You Pharisees don't understand that I'm not just alone by myself in this body, true, the body of Christ, but my Father sent me, he's with me. He bears witness to me. Then he goes on and tells us who the two witnesses are. He says, it is written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. The testimony is true. The testimony of two men. Well, they only saw one, the body of Christ. The body of the man, Christ Jesus. But Jesus said, it's written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. I am one. That beareth witness. No, he goes to witness now. Not record, he goes to witness. I'm one that beareth witness of myself. There's one witness. And my father that sent me, the spirit, he beareth witness of me. There's your other man. There's your two witnesses in Revelation 11. These are power given to God's two servants. Who are they? They will prophesy for 42 months. How long is that? Three and one half years. Literally fulfilling the week of Jesus, that he will confirm this covenant, the covenant Jesus Christ with many for one week. And until the end of this war, desolations are determined, and that determined will be poured out upon the desolate, the ones that have not God. What's the work of the ministry? It's a Jesus ministry. Doing the same works that Jesus did, But it goes far, far, far greater because it's all the work. The work of the ministry is the ministry of Jesus. And we see that it's not only Jesus there, but Moses and Elijah. Somebody said, what does that mean? Well, it simply means that Jesus only did redemption miracles. Everything he did showed that he is the resurrection and the life. He said, if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, know you, the kingdom of God's come nigh unto you. He healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils on blind eyes, loosed the dumb tongue, the lame walked, the captive went free. He never killed anyone. He healed all manner of sickness and all the disease and rose three from the dead. Well, that's redemption miracles. But there was Moses there, too. Moses did judgment miracles. And God, through Moses, literally destroyed all the gods, of Egypt, and in the last days, God's going to destroy all the gods of this world, all the gods of this world. So much that so they'll say, "No more say, blessed be the Lord God which brought up His people out of the land of Egypt." That won't even come into mind. But yea, rather, blessed be the Lord God that brought up His people out of the land of the north, south, east, and west, whithersoever He had driven them. Well, right there, we have the two witnesses. That literally Jesus said, I'm one that bear witness to myself, the body. My Father that sent me, he beareth witness to me. There's your two witnesses. We see that in Revelation 11. They went 42 months, times and time, a half, three and a half years, A 1,203 score days. We see that not only in Revelation 11, but also in Revelation 12. Because that is the work of the ministry that you, as a believer, and I, are called for. We're called for that. And God's getting us ready, those that have an ear to hear, Not only is the overcomers, but the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7, sealing the servants of God in their forehead, the mind of Christ, and literally fulfilling Jesus's week, three and a half years, 42 months, 1,203 score days, exactly three and one half year Jesus ministry. There you have it. We'd love to hear from you. They'll also, you'll see an e-book there that with you folks would like to go into deeper, Revelation. We want to uh, encourage you for any size offering uh, there to us for the furtherance of the gospel to literally download your e-book there for any gift or offering to help us further the ministry. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the Real Jesus.